Coasters. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Left Coasters podcast, the final week of the regular season, Woo! week 17. It's finally all come down to this, the last week of We're the here. 2017 NFL season. My name is Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, uh, with me here in Los Angeles, Brian the Ballerina Balzarini, and joining us from his childhood home in Weymouth, Massachusetts, our other co-host, Tony Cavallo, enjoying a little extended holiday at home with the family. How you doing there, Tone? How's uh, Boston? A little snowy this time of year, right? How's that weather? It is. It is. We had a white Christmas, and I'm actually, to be precise, in my childhood cellar, uh, calling you guys from the cellar of my home, which is an interesting cement-filled uh, ice cave right now. So it's going to be a fun uh, hour or so on this podcast. The igloo. We'll try to keep the conversation hot so that uh, so that you don't get too cold there because I know it's I know it's chilly. My parents were telling me up in New Hampshire they were getting snow, so I can only imagine it's it's a white Christmas there as well. Negative oh, four de- negative four degrees in Michigan right now. Woof. N- negative four. We've got a great uh, show lined up. Obviously, the uh, Rams clinching their first division title. How about in 14 years since 2003 with a win last week? We'll talk about that. The Chargers uh, also stayed in the AFC playoff picture. Sure, they beat the Jets. We'll get to that later. Both of those coming up in the battle for Los Angeles as well. Uh, we'll wrap up gravestones for the NFL season, and I don't really know how great it looks for all of us. I know I, my my pick uh, of Atlanta last week that I really wanted to be a great pick <laughs> it's was, be a, tough. was a bonehead move. Um, I realize that now. We told you that, but you didn't listen. But well, at least, at least you're not like me, where I'm screwed in the AFC. I think I've literally killed everybody. Everyone? So, almost, <laughs> almost. I think I've killed almost everybody. I think the only team that I haven't killed is maybe the Ravens. But we'll find that out in a little oh, bit. Oh boy. Yeah. Yes, we well, got plenty to get to. We do have plenty to get to. We'll also have our, our pick'em challenge, where I believe Brian and I both uh, tied last week, which does mean no good in the season-long standings. And that does, in fact, that should mean that Brian will be our champion. We'll crown him later on. Uh, in the show. But that doesn't separate us much in the pick So, like, next week's a big week. We'll have to pick smart this week in total. Uh, that's, that's true. We will have to We will have to pick smart. I'm going to have to pick especially smart. The only one smart. behind, my friend. I, I'm going to have to pick especially smart if we want to do this. Uh, and then, uh, uh, yeah, that, that'll wrap us up. So, uh, speaking of the playoffs, in fact, why don't we get started uh, with some of the teams that are on the outside right now looking in uh, on the playoff picture. Uh, and, and I think, Brian, you've got some... Uh, You've got sort of the picture pulled up here. We want to do. I do. A, we want to do, of course, a Mary Fuck Kill because what good are we if we can't figure figure out a way to fit a Mary Fuck Kill into an episode? Why of our, not of our podcast? Uh, so we wanted to do it, and I think we're going to do it, Brian, with the uh, with the teams on the outside looking in. Does that sound good? Yes, sir. The outliers in both the AFC and NFC. There are currently three of them in the NFC. We have the Seattle Seahawks at nine and six. They have to have a little bit working in their favor. An Atlanta loss and a and a win. At the uh, Cardinals will put them in the playoffs, so they need a big win. However, I mean, let's just talk about that quick win, man. Dallas, woo! Didn't think they were going to pull that <laughs> off, but they pulled it off. But they're they're still in the hunt. Uh, next, we have the AFC with the Los Angeles Chargers and the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills are, have a little bit of a harder path into the uh, playoffs, but the LA Chargers, if they win. And if they win over the Raiders this week and the Titans lose to Jacksonville and the Ravens win at the Bengals, so that is, again, a win for themselves over the Raiders, a Titans loss, and a Ravens win, they will be in the playoffs. And the Titans play the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Ravens play the Bengals. So, with that being said, which team, gentlemen, which team would you rather be? Mary fuck, kill. Tony, start us off. I have a question. Buffalo's road to the playoffs is what? Well, they play Miami this week in Miami. They will need a Ravens loss or a Bills win and losses for the Titans and Chargers. So, again, that, that is a Ravens loss or a, uh, a combined loss for the Titans and the Chargers with the Bills beating Miami in they Miami. They, of course, have to win. Yes. Wow. This is, this is tough all around, fellas. I can't, I can't just kill them all. No, no I, is, yeah, as much as I'd like to do that. This is the part of the season where you just want to be in control of just you. You don't want to be looking at any other scoreboard while you're playing on Sunday, and all these teams need help. Who would I rather be? I have to say I would rather be the Buffalo Bills. 
purely what? because I saw them live wow. on Sunday for the first half of the Christmas Day game, and they got boned on that touchdown play at the end of the first half. And I mean boned. Me and my father almost came to blows going over this rule, and my father gave me a full-on diatribe over what would happen. It's, it's, it's the devil you know is better than the devil you don't know when it comes to instant replay. He was so angry with our talks about what is a catch and what isn't a catch. So simply for, simply for my heart, I want to be Buffalo because they deserve to get in wow. over these other AFC teams. As for my marry and my kill, I think I'm going to marry. You know what? I'm, I'm killing the Seattle Seahawks. I think Atlanta comes out and wins their game this Sunday. I don't think Seattle stands a chance, and I guess that means I'm fucking the L.A. Chargers. All right. Okay. All right. I, okay. I, I respect that. I mean, the logic might be might be a little off, but however, I respect it. Dangles, what do you think? Uh, I think I'm marrying the Los Angeles Chargers here. I have I agree. more faith that Tennessee uh, is going to lose this week. I just I, I think there's a better chance of them uh, losing to Jacksonville, and I, I mean I think the Jaguars are going to I think they're going to win that game. We'll get to that in the pick'em later on. Uh, but I see I see a Tennessee loss for sure, uh, and it just I, their their path is easier. Uh, but they do need the Chargers need to win. Tennessee needs to lose, and Buffalo needs to lose for this to happen. Uh, so we'll have to see. Jay Cutler may have to have uh, the game of his life. The other way that they get in the Chargers is if they win, Tennessee loses, and Baltimore wins. So that's that's another path. So I, I think that is the more likely scenario that I'm looking at. The third one is a Chargers tie, a Tennessee loss, and a Buffalo loss, which is much less likely. I see the most likely scenario out of all of these as Chargers winning, Tennessee losing, Baltimore winning. That puts the Chargers into the playoffs. So that's your Mary. Uh, what, what's your fuck? That's my Mary. Um, I'm going to... Fuck the. Um, uh, I think I'm gonna fuck the Buffalo Bills, which means I'm gonna Ooh. kill the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle's just all over the place this year. They've been inconsistent and as good as Russell Wilson is in the fourth quarter. And yes, they did get the, a great win and a much needed win against the Cowboys this past week. But I don't think it's gonna be enough to propel them as a team into the playoffs. You had me at Mary. I don't agree with your 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 your, your, your fucks and your kills. I am going to be marrying uh, the L.A. Chargers for all the same reasons. I do. Think I think the Titans lose to Jacksonville, and I think the Ravens win over the Bengals, and I think they beat the lowly, lowly Oakland Raiders. Next, though, the Seattle Seahawks, to me, I think they have a better situation. I, I think they're better than the Cardinals. I think they'll beat the Cardinals, and I think Atlanta will lose to a New Orleans team that does not want to see t- the, the, the Atlanta Falcons in the playoffs. I think there's just too much to be had there, and I think after this win against the Cowboys, they're in a better position. I think they got their butts beat by L.A. They turned around and beat a pretty good Dallas team in Dallas. That, that's that's a big win, going into Dallas and doing that. Uh, I wouldn't want to be the Buffalo Bills. I wouldn't want my my season to be hinged on beating Miami in Miami after what they just did to the New England Patriots in Miami and then hope the Ravens lose to the Bengals. Lose to the Bengals. So uh, that's that's kind of where I would lie on things. But um, we're kind of in the same ballpark. It's funny, though. We're all different, though. That's yeah. fun. No, yeah. I'm, I'm glad we I'm glad we uh, differed. I'm glad we differed up on this. Anything Anything else to add before we before we move on, gentlemen? Yeah. Uh, let me Let me just add again that I hate Seattle. They won a game that I picked Dallas to win. They had more penalty yards than offensive yards in that, that game, and still came out with the victory. Dallas, you're a joke. <laughs> <laughs> they, well, you heard it here first. <laughs> there it is. Breaking news. Breaking news on Co- the Coast podcast. All right, well, that's our Mary Fuck Kill uh, for this week. Let's move on. I want to touch on a couple of quick news items before uh, we shift over to gravestones, the first of which uh, being something that I would just like to point out that my dad texted me about the second that he was released from the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is, of course, James Harrison. I uh, texted my dad a link to uh, uh, the story, and he said, Call it, I'm calling it right now. Mark my words. The Patriots sign him before the new year. And wow. sure enough. Wow, Mr. Sure Antonio. He said he said he'll fit right in in Belichick's off or uh, in Belichick's defense. He's the kind of guy that Belichick would like. Uh, and so indeed that is exactly what happened. The Patriots much in need of some leadership and experience uh, in their linebacking core signed James Harrison. What happens after this year? I have no idea, but I got to tell you seeing the shots of him at practice today in a number 92 Patriots jersey was was well it it was great. I weird. Think not it's for weird. the not the least of which uh, was because I'm so sick and tired of hearing about the Boston sports media going on and on about 
Tom Brady's fucking trainer. We're heading to the playoffs. We can't be focused. They can't be focusing on that kind of sideline off the field bullcrap. What I think is interesting, and I'm curious what you guys think about this. His former teammates are kind of ripping him left and right, yeah. and it's actually very surprising because I didn't think he walked out on uh, w- without his dignity. I think he he needed to go to a place that he was going to get some playing time, a team that was going to use him. But you got guys like Pouncey who are telling telling the press that he's now erased his legacy. He's He's a defensive MVP, a two-time Super Bowl champion, and a, and I believe he's got ten Pro Bowls. I think he's his legacy is pretty well intact. I, I I think he's just moved on to a bigger and better place. It's it's it just sounds like sour grapes. Tony, to me. I don't know about you, but to me it seemed it seemed that it was the way that he did it. That he is now sort of it seems that he's putting on at least from what I'm seeing and reading, he's kind of coming out or the the way that he's portrayed this is the Steelers didn't want me. Like we're, versus well, it's versus hard to Harrison say they didn't. They, versus Harris, which with the players are saying like Marquise Pouncey and Bud Dupree, who uh, among right. others, who have come out and said no, he wanted out. It's it's honestly it's probably a little bit of both, but the fact of the matter is, it is a travesty. It is an absolute travesty that this man is on the Patriots, and I like the Patriots. I'm just saying this is a man that made Tom Brady's life a living hell. This is a man that was always on the other side, was always the one that the Patriots needed to look at, that needed to plan for. And now this man comes to the evil empire, a heel turn for all of the ages. He has everything the Pittsburgh Steelers have done defensively for the past 15 years. James Harrison has memorized in his codex of a brain, and he gets to tell this to Belichick. You have to change Everything, if you are Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers defense, everything from your signals, from your code words, from your audibles, everything in the world you need to change now because the best mind on your team is on the other side. The biggest threat to you going to the Super Bowl, you gave away. It doesn't matter how he left. The fact of the matter is it is a travesty for the Steelers that he went to the Patriots. It is a bad, bad sign. But don't release him. He's there for his mind. That's that's just it. it. That's just what I was going to say is on on a very real note, you know, one of the things I wonder is if he's actually going to play that much. And when he is on the field, guys, he's going to have one job and one job only, and that's kill the quarterback. He is That's just put a bullseye on whoever's under center and rush. That's going to be his job on the field. This I is agree good with football you. to me. I agree with you I'm that excited. he's there for his mind, but, I mean, all these people who are freaking out, and I'm happy to see him there because he's he's a brilliant defensive player, and he's going to he's gonna help the team, a young defense, a young linebacking core that really hasn't had any leadership ever since Dante Hightower got hurt and has missed time. They don't have a leader, a real leader. This guy provides that. Does he play a ton of saps? Probably not. Honestly, I don't know that he does play that much. That, and that makes it interesting because here's the optics of it. Here's a guy who opted out, who wanted to win another Super Bowl, not only opted out, left, and it was released, of course, but then ended up going to the New England Patriots, the team that they will more than likely face in the AFC Championship, if, if all else. If the chips if, fall if the, the way chops, that they're expected the, if to. If the yeah. odds go as they are as of right now, that matchup will likely put him into the Super Bowl against a, a, an NFC team, obviously, but will put him in a position to, to, to have the last laugh. So kind of that's the optics of it. And I understand that the teammates don't, don't like the way that looks, but then again, I, I look to the Pittsburgh Steelers organization say why didn't you well, you know why didn't you keep him why didn't you just keep him in the back room and 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 you didn't have to release him I mean he's not gonna he's not a cancer to that to that extent he's still on a team that's that's vying for a Super Bowl so the point is, is it's very interesting that, that you got this little drama and I'm excited because I think they're gonna they're gonna end up facing each other and it's going to be fantastic entertainment I very much hope they see one another in the playoffs that will be a lot of fun uh so we'll have to see what it will have to see what happens and how much uh, Harrison does play play in this week 17 matchup the Patriots have uh against the New York Jets the Jets that's right yes, it sir. is that we're under the Jets of course why did I just blank on that because you're too busy worrying because about the playoffs too busy. And that yeah, yeah all of that sort of stuff we have uh gravestones coming up next stick around and uh, of course the battle for LA pick em challenge coming on later in the show uh join us again here in just a few moments won't you please Left Coasters. and now for this week's edition of gravestones but first a reminder this is the part of the show where the three hosts get together and decide which teams they are going to put into the grave pool that is that they will not those teams i should say will not be making the playoffs bye-bye bye-bye in the ground 
So far, we have gone through 16 weeks and eliminated just about every team that we could from the playoffs. The grave pool stands as follows. In the AFC, we have killed Cincinnati, Cleveland, the Los Angeles Chargers, the Miami Dolphins, the New York Jets, the Houston Texans, the Indianapolis Colts, and the Oakland Raiders. In the NFC, we have collectively killed the San Francisco 49ers, the Chicago Bears, the Arizona Cardinals, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Washington Redskins, and the New York Giants. Brian. Since you were our chick pick'em champion, you will go first. Then I will go, and then Tony will go. So I'm excited with two that. Teams. Two teams this week, by the way. That's correct because we have two final teams to go. So without any further ado, I present to you a Left Coasters pro- uh, podcast production, the final one of the 2017 season. This, ladies and gentlemen, is not Jeopardy, but Gravestones. Brian, since you won the Pick'em Challenge, even though we tied, you get to go first again. So, with your first gravestone of Week 17, who will you choose? My first choice will be the Dallas Cowboys. God damn it. Sorry, Tony. Just had to be done. Damn it. Goodbye, Jason. Goodbye, Ezekiel. Goodbye to the Dallas Cowboys. Stay out of trouble, Ezekiel. We need you next year. Thank you. That's good advice. That's good advice. Okay, the Dallas Cowboys. Tony, they are the team that uh, you cannot choose them. Who who you will be killing is coming up in just a moment. But first, (laughs) I will be killing the Green Bay Packers. Bye-bye. Because they're already out of the playoffs. I don't really need to explain why. Bye-bye. Tony, you're up. Oh, you're an idiot, Dangles. That's for you not reading the board, my friend. You could have killed Green Bay last because Brian and I have already done it. And I'm killing a team that you cannot kill. And that's the Denver Broncos. So enjoy taking Denver to the playoffs, you dope. <laughs> Denver is dead. Wait, I killed Denver. Oh, no, I didn't. Nope. Oh, my God, Dangles. Oh, well. Brian, you're up. I'm up. I'm going to be killing the Detroit Lions. It's about time. And with that, moment of silence. And make it quick. Two seconds, tops. Okay, there we go. What do you got, Dangles? Hmm. So I have to kill someone who's going to the playoffs then? Absolutely. All right, well, Tennessee. (laughs) Not bad. Damn it. Not bad. Yeah, Tennessee. Well, sorry, Uh, Mike Malarkey. You guys were just mediocre enough to squeak out of the playoffs. So, you know, (laughs) have fun in winter in Nashville. Tony. Well, because you took Dallas, I'm forced to kill a team and automatically lose a point here. Hmm. Well, you know, I'm going to kill those Atlanta Falcons. Ooh. And hope that my two teams left in the AFC make it for me. Did you kill the Bills? Tennessee, go Buffalo. Oh. I'm killing Atlanta. Oh, good luck. Very well. And that is the final edition of Gravestones. Tune in next week where we'll have the final results from the season and see just how we did. And now, on to the battle for Los Angeles. And now we are back for the battle for Los Angeles. This is where we'll be breaking down the Rams game and the Chargers game that lie ahead because both these teams are fighting for the playoffs. But first, guys, we have a special announcement. The Battle for LA section is brought to you by Helmet.World, your custom helmet go-to player. If you want to go get an NFL helmet or anything on an NFL helmet, mini helmet, regular size helmet, my man David Bose is going to hook you up. He's Helmet.World on Instagram. He's Helmet.World on Facebook. Very affordable prices for these dope, beautiful-looking helmets. And uh, we may have some swag come the left coaster's way with some designs that the ballerina Balzarini has sent over. And these helmets are legitimate. They are hard-hitting. You can look like a fool in your office, and they are cool as shit. They're chrome. They're plated. You can do whatever color, whatever scheme you want. Helmet.world on Instagram. Helmet.world on the Facebook. Can't wait to see what he's cooking up for us. Now let's do the battle for L.A. Let's go,
and we are back to normal volume on the Left Coasters podcast. My name is Matt D'Angelo Antonio with Brian the Ballerina Balzarini. Tony Cavallo joins us uh, via phone from the Boston area of Massachusetts during uh, an extended holiday. And we are on to our uh, Battle for Los Angeles segment. This is why we are here. This is the reason we do the podcast, the L.A. Rams and the L.A. Chargers. And lots to talk about this week. Both teams still in the playoff contention. One m- much more more comfortably so uh, than the other. Uh, but uh, why don't we hop right into the games and not waste any time at all? Let's start with the Chargers. Uh, they played the Jets this past week, and they got the win. It was boring, though. 14-7 to is your final score. <laughs> Philip Rivers, 22 of uh, 40 for 290 yards and one, count it, one touchdown. Melvin Gordon got the ball 19 times, and he ran 81 yards for one touch. Antonio Gates led the way in receiving for the Chargers, six catches. 81 yards and uh, one touchdown. And uh, Bilal Powell had a day. Bilal Powell had a day on the the ground for the Jets, meanwhile. 19 carries for 145 yards. That doesn't bode well for a potentially playoff-bound rush defense. Uh, Expect more out of uh, uh, Joey and Melvin there on that defense. So, guys, um, 14 points at this point in the season is not going to cut it. The Chargers need to get the ball rolling a little bit on offense if you can't even. Now, granted, the Jets are a pretty stalwart team defensively, not trying to take anything away from them. But you got to be able, especially with the offensive firepower that the Chargers have and have shown that they can use to the fullest extent, you got to be putting up more than two touchdowns. No, it's it's bad. I mean, they, they give the reason why they won this game is because they went to the red zone twice and scored twice. Got two, uh, got two touchdowns, uh, a field goal. I mean, not a field goal, but missed field goal, uh, which is not good for what they're trying to do. I mean, they're not. They're going to play better teams in, in in the playoffs than the New York Jets, uh, and they got They got to shore some things up. First, first and foremost, penalties. Eight penalties for 80 yards. Not going to cut it. Uh, that's that's going to hurt you against good teams, uh, much better teams than New York Jets. What did you see, Tony? Uh, I saw a team that does not deserve to be in the playoffs. If you can't outduel Bryce Petty by more than seven points, you don't deserve to be in the playoffs. I don't care how good the Jets' defense should be. I don't care that Blau Powell ran over 145 yards. It was Bryce Petty on the other side. You should have beaten them by 40. That team stunk on Sunday, and we're lucky to get a win. Well, they 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 they, they were dumping off and doing little dinky stuff. I mean, as evidence of his 28 attempts that only yielded 119 yards, uh, they 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 tried to win this game via the run and almost did it. And that's scary when you've got Melvin Gordon on your side of the ball too. Uh, it, it's it's it doesn't bode well when when your entire team nets uh, uh, rushing yards of 89 yards, 89 yards. Uh, so I mean, how do you even if even if you do make the playoffs, you're likely going to face a Jacksonville, which is the Super Saiyan version of those Jets you faced on Sunday. How well do you think you're going to fare against them? Well, we'll we'll see because I, they did. P- play them very well in Jacksonville, which they would have to do again next week uh, if they were to get in the playoffs. Um, but it, it can't you can't feel good. And this is why I think this the Los Angeles Chargers are, are a hard team to root for. Because every week you got something that just knocks your socks off. Phillip Rivers has a great game. Elvin Gordon gets 150 yards. The defense does splendidly. And then they come out against a team like the New York Jets with Bryce Petty and they kind of lay an egg. It's kind of there's no, no no other way to go about it. I mean, there is something to be said, I think, for the fact that you I mean this this team had to know maybe right from the get go that the ball was literally not going to bounce their way because the no. Jets began the game with an onside kick and recovered it. It was beautiful. I mean, that's a bad omen for the start of a eleven percent chance. Game. You have eleven percent chance to get a onside kick. Not not to mention. On the first on possession the first of the possession game, after, of the after game. deferring, I mean, I love, I love the ingenuity by Todd Bowles with your season in the can, and really nothing left to lose um, other than you know potentially hampering one team's playoff chances. Sure, why not start the game with an onside kick? Uh, it sounds like fun. So we move on to Oakland. Uh, that will be the next challenge for the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, this one is in the StubHub Center, so here in Los Angeles, the Charger fans or Charger fan will get to round out the season watching Which- his home team in. The stuff Which is going to be interesting because the Oakland Raiders have such a large contingent of fans out here in Los Angeles. Oh, it's going to be a black. It's going to be a black hole away from home. I'm going to be so curious to see how the fans of the Los Angeles Chargers come out when the season is on the line. When the season is on the line, you don't get 
it, with a loss, you don't get any more games this year. So I'm very curious to see how this game goes. But, uh, I, you know, in total, they got to come out and they just got to flat out win this game. There's no really, you know, special sauce in this win either. It's going to be Melvin Gordon. It's going to be a consistent Phillip Rivers. And it's just going to be a defense that 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 gets the job done with with Bosa and Ingram and, uh, and, and just a clean, clean job of, uh, of potentially getting turnovers in that secondary. I don't think it's very complicated. What do you think, Tone? I think I don't think you're going to be worried at all about fans in the stadium because what Oakland Raider fan wants to see this Oakland Raider team? They went to Philly and allowed Philly to win the game having only 37 yards in the second half. Derek Carr has something seriously wrong with him. There's no Marshawn Lynch as a sideshow and is a distraction on this team. It starts and ends with Derek Carr. He stinks. He stinks this year, and he is not going to be able to fix it before Week 17 against the Chargers. I think they should walk away with this win because they're playing for something, and Oakland clearly is not. That's that's very astute. Derek Carr did not look like himself. No, uh, he didn't. And Bri- Brian, you you uh, you picked the Chargers to win this game. I do. I'm picking the the Chargers with the big W on this one. I'm also taking Los Angeles in this one. I think Oakland's a beatable team. Real quick before we move on, does Jack Del Rio have a job by the time we record next week? Oh, yes. You know, yes, I think he does because I I think of the success a couple of years back and just the dysfunction at every level of the team now, mainly because of injuries. Uh, remember, Derek Carr is not very far off his back injury. So, you know, yeah. and then having Crabtree hurt, having having uh, Amari Cooper hurt, having Marshawn Lynch having his problem off the season, and Khalil Mack just not having the consistent year. It, it just a lot of things didn't work out, and uh, I, I think you give, you give, you know, the gambling jack one more roll at this. What do you think? Oh, toodles. See you later. <laughs> really? You really think so? Yeah. Yes, I think there's not a more disappointing team in the NFL than the Oakland Raiders. They oh, were supposed to take the throne from the Patriots. Without a doubt, but I think also, too, with Kansas City, Kansas City's success at the early part of the season and their slow start, they really never got anything going. I still think that they've got a chance next year. We'll see what happens. We Indeed, we'll see what happens. All right, let's move on uh, to the team that we are a little bit more excited about, I would say. Absolutely. Uh, at least if our fanometer is any, uh, any indicator. The Rams, the Los Angeles Rams just a year removed from a putrid 4-12 and season with a putrid head coach and just an awful showing by just about everyone on that team. The Rams are NFC West champions. They've dethroned the Seahawks with their win over the Titans 27-23 to last week. Uh, for the first time in 14 years, the Rams are breaking out division champion hats and t-shirts. Uh, a couple of, uh, of stats from the game here. Uh, Jared Goff, 22 of 30 for 301 yards and four touchdowns, none more important uh, than the one he threw to Cooper Cup with uh, not a lot of time left on the clock. It was that was an incredibly important, beautiful, uh, incredibly pass. important drive and an absolutely beautiful pass with uh, about three minutes left in the in the uh, fourth quarter. There, you got Todd Gurley who had. I mean, he won. He single-handedly won people fantasy championships last week. Twenty-two carries, forty-nine for points, one hundred and eighteen yards, and then another one hundred and fifty-eight yards through the air. Two touchdowns through the air. Uh, just, I mean, an incredible performance. The one of his his career. Um, I don't really feel like reading any of the Titan stats because it doesn't matter, guys. The Rams are playoff bound. How about that? How about that? How about that? And, you know, good on this young kid, Jared Goff, to go in. I know he had his struggles. He, he had two fumbles. He lost one of them. Uh, but, but this kid just makes this team really smooth because we saw what last year was like when we didn't have a quarterback, when we didn't have that consistent great passing game that complemented a great runner. It just didn't work. So good on them to make this kid feel comfortable in this system and have all the parts around him working in in his favor because as we as we've seen with other quarterbacks in the league a good quarterback makes everything smoother I'm really excited I'm really excited for what this kid and we talked about this dangles I really think the the Los Angeles Rams they could beat teams when it matters most different than what the Los Angeles Chargers can do and I really believe this team is Super Bowl ready Tony after this past week's performance um, I mean in addition to what you uh, you know uh, uh, what what you saw that you liked. Do you think that Todd Gurley uh, should now be considered uh, a front runner for MVP? I think he's in the conversation, certainly, and we will obviously have our award show in our Pro Bowl Week podcast, but I don't think he's the MVP of the league. He can be argued for. I don't think he's made it, though. 
But, Brian, jumping off of your point, I think name me a hotter team in the NFL right now than the Los Angeles Rams. None. Even their loss to the Philadelphia Eagles, they played exceptionally well in that game. And the offense has been clicking for a month now. My question to you, fellas, is Sean McVay has come out and said that he has plans to rest some starters in this meaningless game on Week 17 against the San Francisco Jimmy Garoppolo 49ers. Do you agree that he should step off the gas and let the hottest team in the NFL sit and wait a week to play a meaningful game before the playoffs begin? Yes. I really think it's the smartest thing. When I first read that they were taking, you know, Jared Goff, Gurley, uh, Whitworth, uh, and a couple other, you know, main key players out there, even though it shocked me, it was smart at the end of the day because could you imagine, could you imagine losing one of those players in a meaningless game when you, to your point, Tony, are the hottest team in the NFL, you bet you I would be fuming, especially with the loss of players like Carson Wentz, the way he went down. I would I wouldn't I couldn't live with myself if I'm yeah, the cost do it just I mean I think you do a simple cost benefit here. Start Not worth you it. know start the guys, stay on the gas and you know, okay great. You beat uh you beat the 49ers maybe by a couple of touchdowns, although the way they've been playing the last couple of weeks, maybe it's not so easy even with it might the even start. hurt your morale. Yeah but it, it, it might if they you know you go out there and you lose. But I mean on that side of thing, I just don't see. I don't see how it's worth it to put them in to risk a, a severe injury that could keep them out for several weeks on end. Versus sitting them for one week, letting the backups play. They're still going to try to win. If they lose, not a big deal. You know, I I think it's the the right move. Do you do you disagree? I disagree. I really do because I understand the injury thing is scary, but you can't play this game scared. I think you should play this game like a preseason game in the fact that they get a drive, two, maybe three drives of the number ones, and you let them get the, you know, get just some hits out, get get in the game like it's an extended practice. It's a scrimmage almost. San Fran's going to be playing hard. And the other players that are going to be playing this full game, like the interior linemen, the linebackers, the defensive backs, you're not sitting everybody. There's not enough people on the roster. So they're still playing a full game, except now they're playing with practice squad players next to them. And more onus is on them, so they're going to be exerting themselves harder and Tony, weaker, maybe even injured themselves. I've got a question what? for you. Got a question for you. What would you rather have? Would you rather have a blowout loss, meaningless loss, but a blowout loss where it could potentially hurt you in in the morale category, or would you rather have the loss of a Todd Gurley or or uh, a Jared Goff uh, type player going into the playoffs into into a week, you know, one playoff matchup with one of those leading teams? What would you rather have? The answer to that is obvious, Brian. It's a stupid question. But Obviously, this but, loss, the, the but end you, of the but you answer this first the step of question. This week does not matter. The end of the the scoreboard doesn't matter at the end of this week. I'm talking about keeping the momentum going. Of course, you risk injury to anyone on the team. What happens if Roger Saffold gets injured? gets injured because he's not playing next to Whitworth the whole game, and he has to cover for the third tag. What if the guy next to Aaron Donald gets injured because now he's getting double teamed because Aaron Donald isn't there? I'm just saying, you are the hottest team in the NFL right now. Don't mess with what's working. You don't have a buy. Keep moving forward. You're playing right away. I don't know. It's a me. I would play them at least for a few drives. Yeah, I think I, again, going back to the cost-benefit analysis that that Dangles laid out, I think you really hurt yourself in the long run. But, but then again, you know, we'll see. But the San Francisco 49ers are not going to be easy, regardless. No, they are undefeated since Jimmy Garoppolo took off as a starter. They are they are the maybe the only team that you could argue is even close to as hot as the Los Angeles Rams right. Now, the San Francisco 49ers uh, themselves uh, are coming off of a, a pretty big win last week. Huge win against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Watch that from start to finish in Jacksonville uh, with my with my lovely fiance's family, and they were shocked. Jaws were on the ground. So don't sleep on the 49ers, but you know, obviously with some of these backups in, it's going to take on a different life of its own. And I think Jimmy Garoppolo might go into the offseason with a 5 and 0 record. I mean, there are guys in the in the in the the San Francisco 49ers locker room who are saying they can win the Super Bowl next year. Staley. That, they, that they will win the Super Hi. Bowl next year. They are excited. In fact, it was quoted today that a lot of the players were saying that they wish that the season wasn't over. That they wish they 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 they, they had this at the beginning of the season cuz they would be in contention for this division champ. This would this would be a meaningful game. All right, so the 49ers riding high on themselves right now. The Los Angeles Rams hottest team in football. Tony, what do the Rams have to do to win this game? 
Oh, just survive. They just need to survive. Sean Mannion's not going to win this game. There's no chance in hell that Marlon Brown is going to win this game for the Los Angeles Rams. Jimmy G is going to carve them up and win this game easily. There's nothing the Rams can do to win. Nothing at all. Nothing at all that the Rams can do to win. Unless San Fran completely poops in the middle of the game, they're going to win this game. Yeah, yeah. No, you're probably right. I think I'll take if, – if the starters are sitting – starters aren't sitting, I'm taking Los Angeles. With with Goff sitting, with Gurley sitting, with Donald sitting, with Whitworth sitting, I'm going with the San Francisco So 49ers. you're going with San Francisco. Yeah. I'm going to go with San Francisco too. Um, not to take anything away from the L.A. Rams. But at the same time, I really think what's interesting about this game, yes, you're going to see some of these guys sitting out. Yes, you're going to see a lot of your backups up. But don't don't be surprised if Sean McVay's got this team having fun. I I think he's going to have these guys yeah, like absolutely. a preseason game, like a preseason game. You're going to have guys who are fighting for other opportunities down the line, including Mannion. So it should be interesting. It should be fun. But I I still don't think you're gonna you're you're gonna watch the L.A. Rams come out with a victory the way Garoppolo is playing because they really want that five and zero victory. They really want they really want to impress free agents in the off season to try to come to this team because this culture is different in San Francisco. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, that is it for the battle for Los Angeles. We are moving on to everybody's favorite segment, the weekly Pick'em Challenge. Left Coasters. And we are back. It's the Left Coasters podcast. Matt Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Brian the Ballerina, Balzarini, Tony Cavallo joining us via phone uh, from the Eastern Time Zone in Weymouth, Massachusetts. You can find us on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, basically just about anywhere on the Internet that you'd want to find us at the Left Coasters podcast. We are the we are at Left Coasters pod on Twitter. Uh, you can go to our website, the Left Coasters podcast dot com. Uh, email us at the Left Coasters podcast at Gmail dot com. Lots of ways for you to find us and of course uh be sure to tell people about the show and like us on uh, apple podcast leave us a review it helps other people find the show so weekly pick em challenge this is our last one for the year i'm kind of sad that it's coming to an end it's very sad but it, you know it's been a lot of fun at the same not time. sad for you it's not sad for you at all brian no, i believe is still our leader tony has the official standing so let me kick it over to you tone where are we standing here after 16 weeks of nfl football well, you both did fantastic last week. In fact, you did so well. You were the same 13 and 3. I went 12 and 4. Good week for all of us. Brian for the season is 154 wins with 86 losses. Dangles, 153 wins and 87 <laughs> losses. One game separates the two of you. Myself, I'm going to be third place. I'm 140 wins and 100 losses. Still 40 games above 500, but not as nearly as good as you two. So for this week and this week only, fellas, I'm resorting to the coin. I have a coin in my left hand that I will be flipping for every game. Heads is home, <laughs> tails is away. Fantastic. And if the coin better than me, I vow to never pick him ever again. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Very bold, good sir. All right, Brian, why don't you get us started? Uh, this week, all Sunday games, no Sunday night football. Uh, so you got just, well, if you're uh, for our, in our time zone, morning games and afternoon games, and that's it. Wonderful. Well, here we go. Start of the games. We've got the Redskins at the New York Giants. Ooh, this is uh, this is a crappy matchup. <laughs> I bet when they were scheduling this, this, as they do these last division games, they were thinking that was going to be a good one. I will not be watching this game. I'm going to go with the Washington Redskins because the Giants stink, and after this week, the, just the whole franchise is just completely and totally imploding. I'm going to go with Redskins as well. Tony, the coin says cancer. Go Giants. <laughs> All right. Good start so far. <laughs> Good start so far. Next, we have the Jets at the Patriots. Uh, New England next. Tony. Thankfully, it gave me New England. New England, it is all the way. Uh, next, we have the Bears at the Vikings. Uh, I mean, the Vikings are probably going to be sitting a lot of their starters. Yeah, they are. And the Bears aren't, I mean, the Bears aren't terrible. I'm going to um, stick with Vikings, though. I am, too. The defense. Hey. Mitch Trubisky. That's what, says, and that's what I'm going All with, right. baby. Chicago. Watch, watch him because most of these backups are going to be in. He's going to watch him go 16 and 0. Watch and just him go smoke us. 13 and 3. Something I crazy. If, if, I have a question though. If Minnesota plays their backups, does that mean Teddy Bridgewater is playing a game? Potentially, yes, yeah, sir. Which uh, is not what I want to see if I'm the opposing team. No. 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 All right. That, that could potentially be ugly. All right. Who's it next? It could be. Next, we have the Packers at the Lions. What does the coin say? Oh, thank God, because I, I have a really good feeling about this game, and the coin agreed with me. 
Brian, we didn't do a what had happened was with your Detroit Lions losing to the Cincinnati Bengals oh, and yeah. losing in terrible really, fashion. Really quickly. Oh, God. Uh, do you, well, do, I... you, do you think, before, before I let you lambaste your Lions, do you think there's any chance in hell that the Detroit Lions beat the Green Bay Packers this week? Because I do not. I uh, think Green Bay comes in and punches you in the mouth. Detroit's going to be sad. Green Bay's gotten over there, no playoffs, and they're going to come in and do what they always do, and that's whip the Lions' tail. Not, not, Go not, Green not Bay. to. Yeah, good. Congrats. Uh, meaningless game. But the the thing that does doesn't stand out to the average viewer that stood out to most Lions people. Uh, they didn't have three out of their five starting linemen. Uh, three of which were the best linemen on the team. Uh, They didn't have them last game. They have them for this game. I think it's a different team when they have their best O-linemen in. That's how thin their offensive line is. But uh, I think the Detroit Lions win this game because they want to make it difficult for Coach Caldwell to get fired. That's just the way it is. That's just the way uh, the the Lions operate. They go in, they lose a stinker to Cincinnati, the game that they should have they should have had and should have won. Inexcusable from a football standpoint. You don't go into a team that ranked dead last in rushing and crushes you in the rush. Um, they they looked bad. Matt Stafford failed to take this team when they mattered most. He's uh, I heard a statistic today that his his stats. Uh, within 15 yards are out of control. He has a passer rating better than anybody within 15 yards. Outside of that 15 yards, he's he's inept, which is mind-boggling considering he has the highest uh, uh, salary of any quarterback in the NFL. So, so many things wrong with this team. Jim Caldwell deserves to be fired. He's going to be fired. And I think, I, I hope that the Lions really truly think deep and hard about how much time they're going to dedicate to to making Matt Stafford the best quarterback in the NFL. How are they going to do that? I don't know. I don't have the answer, but you better find something because Jim Caldwell isn't the guy. Get rid of Jim Bob Cooter. Get rid of Terrell Austin too. It's time to get new blood in there. They're not doing anybody any favors. Let's go Bob Quinn. Do the right thing. Get this team on track. So who wins this week? Damn. Detroit. Sticking with your team. I like it. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, well. There's a big one, Dangle. It's, is, it's in Detroit, <clears throat> too. It's this, in Detroit. This is a big one. Um, yeah, I know. My relatives from Detroit are in town right now. I, uh, Man, this is tough. Because I, I agree with Tony. I think the Packers are going to come in and want to punch the Lions in the mouth. But I also think the Lions are embarrassed about the way that they <laughs> Super lost. Super embarrassed. Uh, last and they week. should be. And they should be. Yes, they absolutely should be. They should be in the playoffs. Like, truly. They should be in the playoffs. Oh, this is tough. Is Devontae, Tony, is Devontae Adams playing? No. He's not no. playing. So Brent your, number, Hundley, so without your, your number, number one receiver. receiver is Randall Cobb. Oh, yeah, Jordy Nelson, well, too. Don't forget about him. Jordy's, uh, Jordy's there as well. Um, gosh, I'm going with Detroit here. I, gotta, I think the Lions win at home. Hey, man, I hope they do because it would give Green Bay a better position in the division games for next year, and it would give Green Bay a better draft pick, but Green Bay is going to win. All right. Moving on. Moving Who's on. Who's next? Texans at the Colts. Indy at home. I like it. All right. Uh, I I like Indy at home, too. Hold on. Let me get the coin. I got excited about Green Bay. I'm taking the away team. Houston it is for Tony. I think this is Chuck Pagano's last game. I think they're going to go out on a high for this guy because this team does truly like him, even though he's inept as a coach. Uh, Next week, it might be both coaches' last game. Yeah, I'm serious. It could. It could. Uh, I I know. I I don't. I still ultimately don't think Bill Bill O'Brien gets fired. This is the first time that I don't. I believe that they haven't gone to the playoffs when he, or at least the first time they haven't had a winning season while he's been. Yeah, I don't think he goes anywhere. And uh, uh, props to DeAndre Hopkins for the prettiest catch all season. Oh Oh, boy, absolutely. That was. Oh boy. What a beaut. Uh, next, we have the Cleveland Browns, who could potentially be the 0-16 uh, uh, Cleveland Browns of the 2017 season uh, at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, mind you, Pittsburgh's probably not playing their starters, oh, no. well, but does Antonio, it really matter? Antonio Brown is definitely out for reasons of injury. I have to think that Landry Jones starts this game, uh, and James Conner is probably their starting running back. Guys, what if they get beaten? By the backups for the I want to know what the, the coin because because you're out of the running, Tony. I want to know what the coin says. Well, the coin said something that I would not normally agree with, but thinking about it, 
James Conn is on the IR, so the starting running back could be Stephen Ridley. But Pittsburgh oh, wow. could actually get the one seed if New England loses to the Jets. And they will not know the finish of the New England game because they're playing wow. at the same time. So there is reason for Pittsburgh to play this game. I do not think they do or play as hard. And the coin says Cleveland. Wow. Going for that one in fifteen, Hugh Coins Jackson. Kill Hugh it. Jackson jumps in the lake uh, if Lake Erie if if they go one in fifteen. A promise he made last year. He's still going to jump in the lake allegedly if he if he doesn't have any wins, uh, which I don't think he's going he's to have. Jump in the lake because they're kicking him out of town. <laughs> That's true. Too. We'll see what happens. Uh, I think the Steelers are going to win this game because of that exact reason. I think they have a little bit to play for, and I think there's also pride in knowing that you don't go into the playoffs with a bye week, having lost the Cleveland Browns. Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, yeah, I'm also picking Pittsburgh just because Deshaun Kaiser is like a prolifically bad quarterback statistic. I'm also selfishly hoping that they go 0 16 to to clear the just Detroit Lions, so that the 08 Lions have somebody else's in that same boat with them. Yeah, yeah, I I, I, I want Cleveland to be that. Is bad. it something? What is it about Detroit? Because like the worst team in baseball is also a Detroit team, or the worst team ever in baseball was like the I forget what year it was. The Tigers went like. They didn't even win 50 games. What can I tell you? Detroit teams don't do it. Nobody does better than an aptitude better than the Detroit. I should be smarter than that. I shouldn't be talking crap about the Detroit baseball team. Real quick before we move on, because we've picked picked half the game so far. Dangles, a little pep talk real fast. Brian, put put, uh, earplugs. Dangles, you're down a game, and you've picked the same as Brian eight straight times. Make a move. Make a move. All right, carry on. Cowboys at Eagles. This is still the start of the morning games, afternoon for East Coasters. So this is Dallas at Philly. What's the coin say? Uh, the coin says Philly, and I don't know if I agree with it because I think Philly looked really bad, and Philly truly does have nothing to play for. Uh, the backup to Nick Foles is a man named Sudfield, and I know nothing about him. <laughs> so, but the coin, the coin says Philly. Dangles, I'm going Cowboys. Uh, uh, I, I've got to go Cowboys too. Yeah, that's playing it the, smart. That's, that's not the one. Playing it smart. Next, we have the 49ers. You have to do two if you want to win. One just ties you. Anyway, keep going. I said 49ers. I meant I'm. I, I. We already did that game. Next, we have the uh, Kansas City Chiefs at the Denver Broncos. Ooh. With Patrick Mahomes like starting at quarterback and the Broncos probably starting all of their defense, I'm going with Denver. In this I'm going. One. I'm going the Chiefs. You are okay. There we go. There it is. Paxton. There's Paxton. Pa- Paxton Lynch is starting for the Denver Broncos. Yeah. Good I, luck. I, I still you're think a, you're I, an idiot, Dangles. You're an idiot. Uh, the <laughs> coin says Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. I agree with the coin. Kansas City. The coin has spoken. Next, we have the Jaguars at the Titans. But you know what? I. I. To your point earlier. Uh, about taking the foot off the gas for the L.A. Rams, I don't think the Jacksonville Jaguars can afford to take their foot off the gas. I, I still don't think, yeah, I agree. I don't think people are convinced that they're as good as they are yet, and that's they, why. They they fell apart against the San Francisco 49ers. I don't know if you guys heard, but the San Francisco 49ers were quoted as saying they did their job for them. Around the third and fourth quarter, the Jacksonville Jaguars were fighting with each other, screaming at each other, pushing each other, yelling at each other on the field, so much so that even Jimmy Garoppolo, Mr. GQ himself said, yeah, they, they, they were yelling and screaming well before they were screaming at us before the huddles. So to me, I think that has to get cleared up, and I and I don't think they're going to pull their starters to play this game. I'm picking Jacksonville. This this game is away. It's in Nashville. I'm still picking. I'm still picking Jacksonville to win this, Tony. I'm picking Tennessee, man. I think Jacksonville showed their true colors. I think they're an unorganized. Is that you or the coin speaking? Team. The is coin. It, that is the coin. Is that I the agree coin? With said coin. Okay. The, the Tennessee Titans. I think. I think uh, Tennessee is fighting for something. I think Jacksonville is just trying, happy to be there. Happy to make the playoffs. I will say, Blake Bortles played very well. He played very well in that San Fran game. It was not Bortles' fault that San Fran whipped that ass in Jacksonville. Bortles played very well, but I think Tennessee and the coin says Tennessee. All right. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. Um, hopefully, they pull out a big W. Um, for my uh, for my fiance's family, they're good, they're actually going to be in Nashville checking it out. So safe travels to all of them. Uh, next, we have the New Orleans Saints at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This one is interesting. I I would assume that Drew Brees is not playing. Mark Ingram is going to be sitting. 
Along with no, no, no they won't actually because this the hell one, is the backup in New Orleans. T- I take that back. I believe it's uh, number ten, uh, kid from Missouri, uh, uh, Daniels. But no, you, you oh, talk- Chase Daniels. Sure, I, I think I think uh, this this does have uh, implications. Does it not, Tony? If they win, they get the third seed or the fourth seed. Uh, yeah, the, uh, New Orleans can fly as high as the three. Gotcha. I believe Minnesota could drop out of the two as well. So, Tony, who are you selecting in this New Orleans-Tampa uh, Bay matchup? Well, you know, the coin says the home team, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has played really hard the past two weeks. Jameis Winston was very angry on the sideline at the end of his game last week because he felt like he was cheated out of a victory, and he, he he's played really well, Jameis has, the past two weeks. The coin says Tampa Bay, and the coin's going with the hot quarterback, but I think New Orleans beats him, but... Coin picks TB. All right, interesting. Dangles? Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, I like the Buccaneers here to win at home last game of the season. Yeah, I think they're fired wow. up. I'm, wow. I, I'm going to take that all day. I'm going to take New Orleans for the W. I think New Orleans wants that third spot. I think they want to avoid the Carolina Panthers. I think they'll take their chances against the Falcons, who they just beat handedly. And I think they have no problem taking on potentially the Seattle Seahawks uh, as well, I, I just I think they're gonna take their chances in that regard, and uh, I think they want home home field advantage. So I'm gonna go with New Orleans. Uh, next we have the Bills at the Dolphins. Bills who have something to play for. Dolphins who are trying to play spoiler. Who do you got, Tony? Well, the coin says Miami, and I couldn't agree less with the coin. Buffalo, Buffalo. I think if they didn't do that Nathan Peterman thing, Buffalo hosting into the wild card. They got to be kicking themselves. So- the the craziest the craziest thing that's happened this year was Nathan Peterman. Coin says Miami. Coin says Miami. Yeah. Do you want me to go? Uh, you can if you want. I'll go with uh, Buffalo on this. Yeah, I think I'm, Buffalo's going to fight for this. I'm real also hard. picking Buffalo here because they're in a position to uh, uh, win a playoff spot. I think that drives them more than it drives the Dolphins to play spoiler. Plus, Jake Cutler is really good at throwing interceptions. I'm sure he'll figure out a We've way to do that. We've been saying that all year. I'm sure he'll figure out. I've been saying that his whole career. I'm sure he'll figure out a way to do it uh, somehow on Sunday. This is My gut tells me this is the trap. This is the Miami-Jay Cutler trap. Uh, next, we have the uh, Cardinals at the Seahawks. Seahawks need this terribly bad in Seattle. I think the 12th yeah, man comes win. out and crushes it they're for this win. team. I think Seattle's going to win as well. Tony, what does the coin say? Coin says Seattle, and I believe you two do as well. But, hey, props to Larry Fitzgerald for his third season in a row, 100 catches, 1,000 yards. That's insane for a man who's had no quarterback this year. Props to Larry. Do you think Bruce Arian stays? Oh, I think they're an idiot if they kick Bruce Arians out. If Bruce Arians retires, that's a different story. But if they want Bruce Arians to leave, Green Bay would gladly open their doors to Bruce Arians. That man is an offensive genius, especially with the deep ball. Yeah, I'll be very curious what happens with him because he is such a good coach that if he gets let out of Arizona for whatever reason, and rightfully so, it just has not worked there uh, for him, if he does stay which team would he be best suited for? I wouldn't mind seeing him in the Honolulu Blue and Silver. Uh, what do you think, Dave? He would be. I think he'd be great in Detroit too. Any quarterback with a cannon, he deserves to go coach. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, I could see him. I could really see him landing landing anywhere. I, I don't know that he would want to go so go like a place like start the Giants over. where he has to completely start from scratch. I think Arians is the kind of guy I'd like to go and and start with something. So I I could see the Lions potentially being a landing spot for him. Um, I could see the, the Buccaneers potentially being a landing spot for Ooh. him. There's a little there's a little Ooh. bit to work with there in Tampa Bay. If assuming assuming of course that Dirk Cutter loses his job, which, which I he think, will, which I think he should. Um, this is going to be the best. best. For what it's right now, if 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 I get my Christmas wish, my birthday wish, and Mike McCarthy's fired, there is not an NFL coach I would want more than Bruce Arians. There might be a college coach I want more, but NFL wise, Bruce Arians is my guy. Interesting. Interesting. I can't wait to hear more about that. I I totally, I totally uh, agree with you on that. For what it's worth, before we move on to the next game, there were reports earlier this week that the Cardinals, and this was this was from a source unnamed, so do with that what you will. uh, But this was this was uh, there were reports surfacing that Bruce Arians and the Cardinals had agreed to part ways was the way that it was worded. Uh, so we'll have to see We'll have to see what happens, but let's move on to the uh, next game. I think we got two left. Ooh, we got the next one is the, is the one for this week. Uh, that is the Carolina Panthers at the Atlanta Falcons. Both teams playing for something, of course. Falcons a little bit more maybe than the Carolina Panthers who are already in the playoffs. But the Carolina Panthers need this if they plan on being the second seed, which they can jump all the way up if Minnesota loses. 
What's the coin say, well, Tony? Hey, the coin, the coin says Seattle makes the playoffs because Carolina wins this game in Atlanta. I think this is going to be a great game. I don't think, however, it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be a very hard-hitting, low-scoring defensive affair that's won on a final second field goal with high drama attached to it. But uh, coin says Carolina. Yeah, I'm going to take Carolina, too. What's fascinating about this team, though, the Atlanta Falcons, after watching the New Orleans Saints game last week, I really don't like this Atlanta Falcons team. I, 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 for whatever reason, they, you look at their depth chart and you kind of just go, "That's the team you want to, you know, you would love to coach uh, and take to the Super Bowl." But Vic Beasley and a couple of these other big name guys are not stepping up for this team whatsoever, and and it's just not working. It's just it's not working, and I, I I'd be scared to be an Atlanta Falcons at the moment. It's still in their hands, but uh, we'll see what happens. I still think it's going to be Carolina though with Cam Newton, who want that number two seed. Bad. Yeah, well, so will Matt hey, Ryan. Man. Hey, Brian, Brian, welcome to the train of Atlanta Stinks. It's your it's your conductor, Tony Cavallo. It's late to join, but feel free. There's plenty of seats. I'm also riding the Phillies' good train. Don't worry about the Denver's good train. It went off the tracks a couple months ago. <laughs> oh, okay, I see. So it's just the train that you're it's riding. It's just the train that, that, makes, that you're willing to that, point that, out yeah, I late, this late in the game. That, I get that it. That makes sense. Um, man, I really want to pick the Falcons here. Uh, I think I, – I, I just don't know if I can do it. because I, I, the, the fire that Cam is going to bring to this game is undeniable. I do think it comes down to which quarterback you trust more to win uh your win in this in this situation you've got two quarterbacks who made it all the way to the super bowl and they're in in uh, consecutive years no less and neither of them could get it done uh so i don't even have that to hang my hat on um, yeah. i i think for the purposes of the pick i'm going to go with the falcons here it's also it is a home oh. game it is a home game and they are playing for their lives on the play uh, in the playoffs it's i think true. that's going to drive them i think that's going to drive matt ryan i think julio jones is going to play out of his mind and i think that young panthers secondary is going to have a hard time containing beast mode julio jones it's very true. They do have more to play for, and that's a little scary. That that scares me. I heard a little gasp out of you, Tony. I, I don't feel comfortable Is about this game. Is it that crazy a pick, Tony? Uh, I, I mean, I would have taken my shots elsewhere. You're also the man that picked Tampa Bay. So, hey, if you could be right, you've got a better record than I do. I was going to say, well, let's look at the scoreboard here season long. Ooh, burn. I like it. But uh, hey, the coin's undefeated. <laughs> so far. So far. Next, we have the Bengals at the Ravens. What do they got for? Uh, what's the coin got for this one? <laughs> the coin takes the Bengals. Boring. Oh, man, this game is so boring. I'm so glad this isn't on Sunday night, and it'll just be over with with the rest of the afternoon game, so I can po- pay attention to other things on my Sunday night. I'm picking Baltimore here. I'm picking Baltimore, but you know what, man? The Bengals. I don't know what happened. You know, I know the Lions stink. The Lions stink. Giovanni but, Bernard is what happened. But, I mean, that's a pretty. It's a pretty but simple. But The Lions don't impressive. have a rush defense, and it was it was taken advantage of by a third string running back. It's not, you, you, that's you, not you, unfortunately <laughs> true. I, the the Lions' defensive uh, front uh, and, and their run stopping isn't wasn't that bad. They were the by far the worst running game, uh, rushing game uh, that the other than the Lions rushing attack themselves uh, in the league. So it's fascinating. But uh, Joe Flacco. 7-1 TD uh, to interception ratio in the last, I think, four or five games. So impressive. Team to watch out. I think the Ravens are going to take this one, Tony. They, they've been just good enough to win, though, I think. like they, they haven't been spectacular. They're not blowing people out of the water. Their defense is good, but, I mean, offensively, they have the 29th-ranked passing attack in the league, the 26th overall offense. That's... That's that's pretty bad. But it's scary though when you've got a how, team that's hot. I've heard I've heard long, some rumblings though, over the over the last I mean, couple goes, days that they're the up? scariest team in the AFC. What, sure. What goes up? How long can they ride Joe Flacco being just barely good enough to get by? I mean, you could argue the Jaguars are doing the same thing, but um, you know, I don't know. I I we'll see. We'll see what happens. But Tony and Matt, that is the end of the pickums for this week. The last pickem. The Congra- final one of the regular Congratulations. season. Congratulations. It's been a real joy with you guys. Regardless of the outcome, it's been fantastic. We've had a lot of fun and another yeah. successful year to you guys this 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 uh this pick'em. Just so the left coasters know, because I know they'll be paying attention when all these playoff matchups happen. Uh Brian is the leader by one game over Dangles. They differed on three games, all in the late afternoon. Brian took Kansas City, Dangles took Paxton Lynch in Denver. Brian took New Orleans, Dangles took Dick Cutter and Tampa Bay, 
And Brian took Carolina, and Dangles took the 28-3 to Atlanta Falcons. So, Brian, let me be the first to congratulate you <laughs> on your left coaster's Sikkim championship. I appreciate that. I appreciate oh, that. I'm going to rub your face in it if I happen to pull this one out and pick and get some upsets. You always find a way to be the villain sometimes, Tony, but I love it. That's I love it. That's why we keep him around. Well, that's it for this week, guys. Thank you so much, and to uh, to another wonderful week as uh, as left coasters. We look forward to talking with you guys uh, next week with some big wins, big losses, all the controversy, but as well as welcoming the playoffs. Playoffs, baby. Playoffs. It's time. The NFL playoffs are here. We will be back to cover them all uh, for the divisional rounds and, of course, uh, the wild card rounds uh, uh, next week. Uh, for Brian Balzarini, for Tony Cavallo, I'm Matt D'Angelo Antonio. Uh, next time on the Left Coasters podcast, next week we'll be back. Look forward to seeing you there. See you guys. Hey there, and welcome to the Joy of Paddle podcast, hosted by me, Minter Dial, a veteran of the paddle tennis world, and sponsored by Paddle 1969. Whether you're a paddle tennis aficionado, just beginning, or have never even heard of paddle, or padel, as it's called in North America, this is an exhilarating new show that delves into the captivating stories of notable paddle personalities worldwide. In its inaugural season, you'll be treated to exclusive anecdotes, valuable tips, life lessons, and humorous moments shared by esteemed professional paddle players, industry insiders, and passionate paddle enthusiasts. With each season aligning with the Pro Tour, you can anticipate two engaging episodes per month. The Joy of Paddle Podcast is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, where you can find other great shows in a number of categories, such as sports, health and wellness, true crime, and fiction. To find out more about Evergreen Podcasts, go to www.evergreenpodcast.com. Vamos! Vamos!